17 minutes it is now before 8 p.m. And uh, we uh, go into our business wrap uh, where the uh, Black Management Forum has established a litigation fund with the aim of taking uh, legal action against uh, some of the violations uh, and uh, non-compliance that uh, seemingly uh, are seen across uh, many companies in our economy, not only companies in the private sector, but uh, we have certainly seen in the reports coming out of the Triple BE Commission that uh, many of the non-compliant companies are actually state-owned uh, companies, which uh, uh, in an ideal scenario should be leading the charge uh, when it comes to uh, the pursuit of a transformation. And I'm joined uh, to speak about uh, this particular fund and what it's going to achieve, and more importantly, uh, how they're going to bankroll this particular fund. I'm joined uh, by the uh, chief of the litigation committee in the Black Management Forum, and that is Yonela Mvana. So, Thank you so much uh, for uh, joining us this evening here on Metro FM Talk. Uh, so uh, uh, we must uh, certainly make sure uh, that uh, we, we understand what's happening here with uh, uh, this particular litigation issue. And maybe, uh, uh, Sondisa, let's maybe start off here. Uh, when you thought in the uh, 43rd National AGM of the uh, BMF uh, that you want to set up this particular fund, uh, one would think that it emerged from a particular reading that you had of the landscape and uh, I guess uh, some of the incentives in place that encourage many of these companies to comply or not to comply. Uh, just maybe let us in there on some of the uh, rationale behind setting up this particular structure. Yes. Thank you, Jabulalam Karam. I think, I think, as you have correctly said, I think um, um, this instruction was given to the board uh, by the 43rd National Conference of the BNF. You know, after a proper reflection of um, looking at, you know, the the direction or the path which our country was taking in so far as affirmative action, action and employment equity is concerned, I think we had seen or noted from our conference that, you know instead of achieving or, or gaining traction when it comes to employment equity and said on reverse gear. Um, I think um, you you might have also noted and also as you mentioned our assumption was that you know um public you know sector and state owned companies would have taken the lead when it comes to these issues. But instead, you know, um, we were seeing, you know, that in fact even the public sector was not even holding this ideal force and, and, and hence as an organization whose foremost ideal is to advance transformation, we then decided, you know, as a, as a, as a tool of strengthening our advocacy work, mm-hmm. let's then establish this fund that would, in fact, bring to the doorsteps of equatization um, issues around transformation and really test and and let's maybe talk just briefly I mean about how you would finance uh, this kind of fund because we do know uh, that uh, many of the I guess legal costs that come with strategic litigation of this kind uh, don't necessarily come cheap and uh, one would think that you would have to either have many contributions or have uh, some contributions from uh, in Zulu uh, for you to be able I guess to to achieve the objectives that you've set out yes. I think it's actually precisely why we decided to establish this fund where we can kind of open, you know, um, um, uh, the doors to people that really are concerned about, you know, the slow pace of transformation in our country. And that you've correctly said that, you know, uh, at many a time, the the, the companies and corporates that we fight against are, in fact, companies that have got very deep pockets. And, you know, that are, 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 are don't really have much of an issue when it comes to paying penalties 
which was which is what has been happening over mm. the past you know decade. So I think to hit them hard and to obviously um, to be able to garner the necessary resources to be able to bring these uh, cases and to really test you know the the veracity of our legislation would have required us to gather resources and hence as an organization you know uh, which is not for profit we then decided you know to yield this call from our members how can even our members then you know show their commitment to say uh, the work that we are doing of you know fighting non transformation and really um, taking on you know big corporates that have got big pockets at the end of the day um, to task with you know uh, reverse transformation we then open and establish this litigation committee mm. um, to be able to, to gather the resources to advance transformation in our country. Okay. Um, Bongwe, I want us to pause there slightly, and uh, I need to quickly take a, a spot break. But when we come back, I want us maybe to take a look at uh, uh, some of the key areas where you want to litigate here. We've also heard uh, that you want to lead the process of ensuring that many of the social and ethics committees uh, that sit at board level prioritize employment equity and transformation as uh, key performance indicators. And, uh, of course, also consider that in how they exercise oversight over many of the management teams and also uh, taking a look at uh, many of the other issues around corporate governance and, uh, uh, of course, intervening there. Uh, in uh, some of the litigation here, not only against non-compliance, but also, I guess, to to establish some clarity and uh, test our law, as uh, you indicated earlier on. Also, inviting some of our listeners here to give us a ring on zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. Also, going to be checking out those tweets on at Metro FMSA. Use the hashtag Metro FM Talk. Let's take this brief break, and on the other side, we continue. 10 minutes it is before 8 p.m. And uh, we are in conversation as part of our business wrap on this uh, Tuesday evening with the Black Management Forum. Uh, They've established a litigation fund with the aim of taking legal action against the gross violations that are derailing the project of transformation uh, here in South Africa. Now, the fund is in line with a resolution they've taken at uh, the 43rd and, and national AGM that uh, they had and uh, they are looking to also reinforce their capacity uh, to uh, monitor some of the activity in uh, the uh, economy here of South Africa and of course the activity of many of the companies uh, that uh, are certainly under their purview and uh, where many of their members uh, I would venture to add uh, operate. Uh, I'm joined by uh, the chief of the uh, litigation committee within the Black Management Forum and that is uh, Yonela Mvana. Uh, Mbongwe, one of the other things I want us to take a look at is uh, now that you you would have had the money in the kitty here to, I guess, compete with some of the guys with the deep pockets here who even budget for some of this non-compliance, they budget for penalties, be it from the triple BE commission uh, or even, I guess, uh, from the competition authorities, as we've seen in many cases, they budget for these things and, uh, you know, they just keep it moving. Uh, I'm quite interested in, I guess, uh, which areas you are going to prioritize uh, when, of course, you monitor the landscape and you see uh, non-compliance or or you see sort of uh, the right strides not being made, be it by social and ethics committees or even in line with, uh, you know, some of the uh, guidance provided by the King uh, uh, reports on corporate governance uh, or be it employment equity plans within firms. And you see firms flouting these things or not complying with what they've committed to do. which are the areas that you want to prioritize as you intervene so that you ensure uh, that uh, whatever you collect uh, is able to go uh, as far as it possibly can? Mm, thanks. Thanks, Ibon. I think, I think our approach is, I mean, the, the Section 20, you know, of the Employment Equity Act allows, firstly, you know, uh, practical steps to be taken and, and, and practical steps also including cost-effective steps to be taken 
um, in terms of dealing with disputes, you know, disputes relating to interpretation and, and, and also implementation of employment equity. Mm. So I think as the BMF, we, we've taken an approach um, which is to say uh, we're not really, you know, as, as, as a matter of, you know, first instance going to run to the courts, but to really look at, you know, um, how, um, you know, social and ethics qualities of, you know, certain companies really live up to and implement, you know, employment equity policies. And where we find, you know, that, you know, there are challenges uh, with regards to implementing, you know, really taking steps to kind of guide and, you know, assist. But where we feel and where we get a clear indication that, uh, you know, um, companies are helping not to comply with legislation and in instances where we find, you know, people are really even budgeting, um, you know, um, you know, instances where they are not going to adhere to, 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 to these principles, then we resort to litigation as the BMS. Um, I think, you know, also as an organization which, you know, lobbies, you know, as, 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 as a first right of recourse, it's to really, you know, influence, you know, legislation around employment equity, triple B, you know, uh, affirmative action, etc. So I think our focus will be more towards those types of com- companies, you know, um, I must say, you know, uh, what we've noted, which is of most concern to us as the BMS, is the rather, you know, slow pace, you know, slow pace of transformation with, you know, public sector companies. Mm. Where government is really supposed to be leading the dialogue and, you know, taking practical steps to ensure that we achieve this. We have not been receiving that, you know. Mm. Um, so as BMS, we really want to have a dialogue with government, influence policy, and where we uh, have policy that is intended to, you know, advance transformation, we test this policy sure. and we have our courts declare, you know, openly and outrightly, you know, what companies are supposed to do. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd be quite interested, I guess, in, you know, how much of what you envisage here is going to also address, you know, because often people talk about form over over substance, and in many cases, we've seen in the BE process. Uh, and I want to use one example from from the public sector, incidentally, and and that's uh, the case of Transnet, where where you saw that contract of uh, I think just over thirty five billion rand uh, for a rolling stock being given to a Chinese company, and many of the black players that were involved uh, uh, in order for this company to be able to win that bid because uh, of the requirement, I guess, to have some black component or some local component. One, we're not involved in any sort of production uh, decision-making or any of the operational decisions. And, and I guess in many ways that was a lost opportunity for the country, uh, be it in the provision of components or even in, I guess, getting many of the people who are involved there, in particular the black women who were leading that uh, consortium, to be involved in the operational decision-making and uh, potentially learn uh, a few things about the uh, locomotive industry and the rolling stock industry. Are you going to intervene in cases like that where you can see that there's been a sort of a, a compliance here maliciously or otherwise, tick box approach, um, and yet in terms of substance and in terms of operational involvement, skills transfer, even technology transfer, much of that hasn't happened? Yes. Thank you, I think you, you, you know that our position, in fact, uh, we've openly said it out there, that is the BMS, certainly we, we, we have very serious concerns around issues of corporate governance, which, you know, cannot be, you know, um, dealt with, you know, um, independently from, you know, transformation. And, and I think we, we, as a country, we kind of need to ab- adopt a, 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 an, an inclusive approach when it comes to, 
you know, dealing with the issues of corporate governance and, 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 and also addressing issues of, issues of social economic transformation and employment equity. You know, there has been through, um, you know, an improper implementation of employment equity laws and a misconception created that, you know, um, black people, you know, are associated with corruption mm. and malicious intent. And as the DNF, we said that, you know, um, if we can um, get rid of that myth and start to deal with, you know, transformation as a business imperative and, you know, uh, deal with social economic issues in the most practical ways that we need to do so, then we can achieve, you know, the sort of um, transformation that is envisaged by our legislation. Um, and I think it, it's where we've said, you know, um, um, our intention is to really um, be that conduit between the public and the private sector, but also to guide, you know, where we need to kind of, you know, um, test these principles and, 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 and ensure that they achieve their intended objection, objectives as opposed to, you know, uh, what has been happening at the present moment uh, where, you know, um, all sorts of things have been playing out in the arena. And, mm. and, and by the way, it has not only been the, 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 the public sector which has been guilty of malicious intent, including the private sector. And, you know, uh, private sector has been, you know, um, also, um, you know, been found short of compliance with, you know, um, um, the corporate governance requirements. Um, and I think, you know, uh, the most recent, um, you know, views that we've shared is the DNF around this issue. Mm, mm. And uh, of course, a plethora of examples, uh, certainly in the private sector, where there hasn't been only a flouting of uh, corporate governance, but uh, in essence, a flouting of uh, many of the commitments that have been made, be it to black shareholders or, or sort of black partners or suppliers. And uh, we certainly try on uh, many of uh, our own platforms here to, uh, uh, I guess, uh, unpack and uh, shine a spotlight on some of those issues. I think, so. As, as we wrap up, I, I'd be quite interested in, in what the next steps are here and what the next few months look like as you try and set this thing up. Uh, what, uh, what are some of the activities uh, that go into setting up a fund of this kind? And uh, more importantly, uh, who can contribute to it? Um, thanks, I think um, we, 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 we have, you know, um, at the present moment, I must, I must be frank, um, have certain issues that we raise in the public discourse, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, transformation and the investing. Mm. Um, we've written, we've tried to engage, you know, the, 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 the parties concerned about our concerns as an organization. And, and you know, again, this has reaffirmed the need for us to, you know, go this route is because we have not received, you know, uh, a serious response, you know, when it comes to dealing with these issues that we now intend to really, you know, challenge these issues before the courts of, you know, of this country. And I think we've really, you know, opened or created an olive branch for our members and particularly concerned concerned citizens who really want to, uh, you know, contribute to this intended objective. And I think we've made it uh, open to our members and also members of the public to contribute to this litigation fund. I think we do have within our midst, you know, um, um, uh, a wide range of competent counsel who are ready and, Mm. um, you know, willing to kind of challenge and, and, um, you know, uh, assist us in terms of, of dealing with these issues. So um, as a civil society organization, you know, um, that we are, 
uh, we are really hoping that this gains a lot of traction. Um, it's been said by many people, but we, we really want to kind of, you know, use one or two test cases to, mm. you know, um, to test whether or not, you know, um, you know, countries should, I mean, companies should be held, you know, liable for, 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 for clearly refusing to implement employment equity and, 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 yeah. Okay, Bong. We'll have to leave with them. Cool for you taking time out uh, to speak to us and uh, to also, I guess, let us in on uh, some of the uh, plans around this uh, muted litigation fund uh, from the uh, Black Management Forum. And uh, certainly uh, going to be watching uh, this one closely. And, of course, uh, some of the uh, cases that you're going to be taking up there will uh, certainly be uh, quite instructive for the kind of role that the BMF is going to play going forward. And one would think certainly one of the other tools that you have in your arsenal here for your advocacy attempts. That was Yonel Amvana. He is the chief of the litigation committee within the Black Management Forum, speaking to us this evening during our business wrap conversation. And, of course, talking about that establishment of the litigation fund, which is going to take action against many of the non-compliant Client companies in the South African economy. Let me know what you think about that. Give us a ring on 89 110